Hi there and welcome to this week's podcast from journalism.co.uk where we'll be taking a look at how BBC Business News is continuing to engage new audiences with its ongoing video series, CEO Secrets. One central thing that you don't learn as a student is to leave the beaten path. How do you essentially be the honest? The advice I wish I had when I was a little bit younger would be to probably travel a bit more, learn a few more different... Please uh, make uh, your dreams uh, bigger and bigger. That's uh, very important for you will get the energy. The dream is a real energy. Take the time early in your career to work with somebody or in an environment that will really teach you what good looks like. Never make a life-changing decision on a bad day. When video innovation journalist Dougal Shaw was interviewed to work at the BBC's business unit, he was tasked to come up with new ideas to help the team improve its social media presence and engage new audiences, which, as you'll appreciate, is quite a challenge when you're trying to encourage people to take interest in business news when many are used to using Facebook to simply pass the time watching the latest funny cat video or catching up with friends and family. However, over the past year, Dougal has run CEO Secrets, a video series that has really worked well on Facebook as a standalone feature and as a way to interest users of the social network to engage with business stories from the BBC. The premise is fairly basic. A CEO is recorded on camera giving a sort of pep talk to the viewer, three pieces of advice for aspiring entrepreneurs, and the video is uploaded to Facebook, the BBC News website and on BBC World News TV. But the series has built up a network of fans and regular viewers, with one video of model-turned-entrepreneur Lily Cole gaining over 700,000 hits, and the series is still working well one year on. The way that BBC Business News works and other big business news organisations, you have the steady stream of big-name CEOs coming in all the time. That's an amazing human resource. And most people don't know the names of these people, but they're kind of stars in the business world, and the businesses they work for are huge brands. So I thought, you've got these people coming in, what can you do with them? Well, what we could do is something a bit more personal than the normal interviews they do, because they'll come on set, they'll do a fairly, you know, kind of dry discussion about the latest set of results or some scandal that's happened to the company. And of course, it's important to do those interviews and they get the, the questions that need to be asked of them in the business. But on top of that, since they're here in person anyway, can I just grab them, take them to one side, whether it's in the green room or a corridor or wherever, and just get them to do something very personal, and do the really important thing of just turning the camera 45 degrees. So instead of looking at the side, they're looking right down the barrel of the camera. And the personal question we came up with is, what is the advice you wish you had when you started out? And the idea is that when you look at this on a mobile phone, because you're thinking mobile phone first, it's going to be like a kind of personal pep talk with a CEO, like a Skype call or FaceTime or something like that. So looking directly at you. You know, this is it's quite a simple thing in a way. And what we had found with online news, trying to find the right content that works online, is you avoid the person in a suit talking on a camera. So really, this, this kind of shouldn't, shouldn't work. It's against everything we'd learned. You really want stuff to be kind of spontaneous, very visual, what's happening, you know, the roaming camera going around in the field. This is going back to a person speaking on camera in a suit. But the reason it works is that you don't know what they're going to say. It's not the typical thing you hear from a business person. And crucially, it's news you can use. So another big inspiration was, you know, it's huge on YouTube, the inspirational videos you get on that, people giving advice. People go to it for that reason, not to learn, you know, the latest thing about interest rates or analysis, but to get some real personal one-on-one -on -one advice from very successful people. So yeah, we've been doing it for a year now, and one of the worries at the beginning I had was that 
everyone's just going to end up saying the same thing. It's going to be, oh, you must think about the team or follow your passion. And it's true, those things do come up quite a lot, but it's just hasn't been a problem because there is variety in everything these people have said. And usually what the advice they give reflects their business. So Brompton Bikes, for example, Will Butler Adams, his advice, you could see, kind of came from being on the shop floor of the bike factory. And I think he said, you know, don't be professional. He hates people who talk professional. Too often, business is about suits, weird talk, I'm amazing, professional, professional, professional. Handlebar comes up, pedal comes down. I think in business, you need to remember not to be professional. Business is about our life. It's about inspiring people. It's about having fun. Do the clamp up. If you stifle your staff with far too much of this professionalism, no one's going to be enjoying themselves and therefore not going to add value to your business. You kind of learn a bit about their business through the advice they give. And the other thing about it is that I think there's value in it being an open-ended question. It's not a kind of forensic Paxman put them on the spot question. It's just, what's your response to this? Rack your brains. What's the advice you wish you had? Looking back, sometimes they've prepared a lot for them. Often they do it on the cuff and they actually think about it and they say something and it can often reveal quite a bit about them as a person, the advice that they choose to pass on. I've been to places like Google Campus and I bump into people who are running startups and I get chatting to them and they say, oh, you do CEO secrets, I love that. It's a really big hit amongst entrepreneurs and startups. One guy said to me, oh yeah, I watch it, you know, every Monday, I can't wait because if I'm feeling a bit down at the beginning of the week, I don't know if my business is actually going to go anywhere. He, he draws quite a lot of inspiration from these videos. And of all the things I've worked on, it's definitely had the most kind of word of mouth and instead of me telling people about it, people come to me and say, oh, you do that, do you? Oh yeah, I love that. So how can news you can use, that is advice or instructional pieces of content, benefit news organisations and help them to draw in audiences on social media? Dougal explained to me that this type of content works well on social media to get people talking, stirring up conversations about business ideas and news events. Another thing that I was worried about was you're basically giving a voice to these people without a kind of follow-up question because that's just the way it works. The first sort of thing to say about that is that they're coming on anyway to do an interview. So this is an extra thing. They're going to be, if it's the boss of Shell, they're being asked all the questions that have come up in the headlines about Shell in their main interview. This is an extra, and we can always link to that. But the thing I hadn't realised was that when you put it on social media, you're allowing the audience to, to leave their you know, reaction and comments. A good example I remember was we had Clive Schley, head of Pret-a-Manger, come on. And he gave what I thought was some quite nice advice, saying, you know, try and live as close as you can to where you work. If you can live close to where you work, I think you'll have a more enjoyable life, you'll have more productivity, and you'll be more committed. So I'd try and do that if you could. A lot of people said in the comments underneath on Facebook, well, that's fine for him to say that, you know, but if, what if I work in Pret-a-Manger in Oxford Street? I can't afford to live there. So you, you do get this kind of um, pushback from the audience and the criticism through the comments rather than through the you know, journalist doing the questions on camera. So James Dyson, who was the second person we ever did in the series, who literally we grabbed him when he came in, because I, I was thinking, we've got to start this series, we've been talking about it now, and I hadn't checked who was coming in on the diary, but I just saw on the other side of the office that he was there. So I went over, explained to the PR person that was with him, because he'd just done his main BBC interview, this is the series we're doing, do you want to do, do it? And he was up for it, he did it on the spot, which was great. But one of his bits of advice was back scientists and engineers my advice to anyone starting a business is to employ good engineers and scientists and to trust them, listen to their ideas and believe in them and back them. Again, in the comments section and Facebook underneath, people would come in and saying questions about outsourcing business to other countries, things not being British made. 
So the next level actually we want to take that is Facebook Lives because then the comments aren't just sitting there. You can turn to the CEO and say, Julian in Ipswich is asking about this aspect of your business. Do you want to come back on that? That's the kind of next place we want to take it. If you've been following our series here at journalism.co.uk on how publishers are using Facebook Live, you'll be aware of the challenges associated with going live on Facebook, such as needing a strong internet connection and ensuring audiences are notified when you're broadcasting. But this is a sure way to make your video content more interactive. There are tons of great ways that publishers can get closer to their audiences and engage with them in new ways. But each of them, as Google has experienced, comes with their own difficulties. It's all about working out your workflow. You've got time with this individual, but there's so many different places and social media you could put it. For a while, we did some Snapchat ones. We thought, how can this work for Snapchat? Uh, the first one we did was EasyJet. We turned it into a game. We did a short introduction at the beginning, which I did, and we said, we're doing CO secrets. We're going to get advice from a really big boss. We're on a journey now to meet them. Here's a few clues along the way. You've got to solve who it's going to be. It was going up to Luton for EasyJet because it was Carolyn McCall. This is it's just a few like puns along the way just so you could slowly work it out. And then the cool thing was that when we got to her, her daughter had Snapchat, so she was really up for doing it. So we kind of said, okay, here's our CEO, but we put a filter on her face so she had sunglasses on. Here's your last chance to guess who she is. And then after all that, probably about eight snaps, she did two or three bits of advice filmed virtually on Snapchat. That was the challenge because you need to record your CEO secrets, which takes five minutes. Snapchat has to be done completely separately. So we risked actually running out of time with her because these are very busy people. And if she'd said, you know, by the time I got there, okay, I've done your interview, there's no time to do the Snapchat, my Snapchat would be in massive trouble because I've done a huge build-up saying, we're going to meet the mystery CEO, who it is, oh, hang on, she's gone. One thing I'm going to do next is, while I've got them, if I've got time with them, probably do a direct video into Twitter, record it on Twitter, which gives you a nice square-cut video, tweet it immediately and say, OK, we've recorded this, here's a sneak preview of maybe one of the bits of advice. Look out for this, the full version might come you know, in a couple of weeks' time, but keep following us on social media to keep up with the series, and here's your little tidbit now, you'll get the full thing later could also then take that square cut video and put, that could be your Facebook teaser as well. You could load it onto Facebook from your mobile phone. We could think about doing a Periscope as well. No reason it has to be just Facebook. We haven't done that yet, but again, we've got a massive Twitter following. So it'd be interesting to see how that goes. So many things you can do with it. The thing that's going to limit you is usually it's just me doing it as one person. We haven't got more resources to throw at it than that. And secondly, the time of the CEO because with some of them, you've got them on a good day and they're quite laid back and they'll give you half an hour, a bit longer. But other ones, you've literally got five minutes and that's it. Even though this whole thing was designed for social media and how to work on mobile phones and everything like that, the people who actually lap it up are television because for them it looks really fresh. So usually most of the time in the BBC and other big media organisations, if you do a project like this, which is a bit like running a startup actually, you have to like knock on people's doors and say, do you want to run this? Do you want to do a radio version of this? Would you put this on your Twitter account? Would you put this on your section of the website? But TV, world news TV in particular, always come to me and say, when's the next CEO Secrets coming out? We want to run it. Because for them, in a normal TV running order, this just looks completely fresh and different. Someone looking straight into the camera and giving their advice. So they, they love it. If you're looking to produce news you can use at your publication, get your pens and paper at the ready as you listen to this advice from Dougal. You need access to people, so it depends on your kind of business or your media speciality, but what kind of people are you regularly in contact with? Like if, I don't know, if you're the culture section of a national newspaper or as a sort of special, if you're a scuba diving magazine, 
then you've, you're, speaking, you're speaking to the world's top scuba divers, so you have to do something around that. It's all about the human capital, it's about the people that you are physically coming across and how you turn that into online content. But the good news is that because it's such a simple video, that probably about half of them now, I've just recorded it on my phone. So we all know Mojo is a big thing, mobile journalism. This isn't the kind of thing where you need to pay thousands of pounds to hire a freelance cameraman necessarily to do it. If you have the people with the correct training, they can do this on their phone. But having said that, do it right. You don't want, you don't want it to look cheap. You don't want the sound to be sort of tinny. It has to be done to a good standard, which, which can be done on the phone, but that makes it easier to do to achieve. If you've got interesting people coming through your business, that's the starting point, and you, can, you need to decide what your question is. So it has to be quite a simple proposition of when someone clicks on this video, what it is they're going to find out. Why is it useful to them? Do they want business advice? Are they running a business? Is it a tip about how you could just be more productive at work yourself? So when they click on it, they have to have an idea, what's this series going to tell me? How, why is this news that I can use? That has to be very clear. It all comes down to how you sell it. Website journalism, as, as we all know, you've got a massive choice when you land on that front page. And you're in competition with maybe 50 other things that could be clicked on, and someone's not going to sit there in the way that they would consume a whole news bulletin on the radio or TV and say, right, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the show. You've got to stand out and make people click on you. So... Our videos do extremely well because we put a lot of time and effort into thinking about what the right headline, promo or picture should be to sell it. I think we've got a good knack for doing that and we're also willing to experiment. But all the time it's like finding that intriguing quote, the thing that's going to make people click through. That's what makes it fail or succeed basically. If you're inspired and haven't yet seen any of the CEO Secrets series, be sure to check it out and let us know how you get on. For more podcasts from journalism.co.uk, please visit our website.